Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good news. You started a company. Now you have to run it. When you look out into the sea of CRMs, it can look extremely blue. But HubSpot is here to give your company a more human approach. We're a CRM that's easy to use, aligns all your teams seamlessly, and delivers a better experience for your customers. So your business feels like a helpful partner and not just some company trying to force a sale. There's a better way to help grow your business by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. HubSpot. Grow better. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of braiding and davy brazen and raging bringing you the drills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. You found us on whatever podcast app you're using right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, but we are also live on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Hello, Twitch room. How are we doing? Uh, a bit later than usual because of this massive overrun, overrun we just had. I hope you set your DVRs, guys. I hope you stayed up long enough to not miss the end of this fantastic episode of Dynamite because uh, big news coming out of tonight's show. <laughs> I, I imagine you didn't set your DVR, so it cut off right at ten. You probably you may have it may have been the perfect show uh, if you did, <laughs> if you didn't. <laughs> If you didn't set that extra half hour, which you just needed maybe another 90 seconds, because it really didn't have an overrun at all. But yeah, wow, what a great, uh, just what I thought was a great show, fun, fun night of watching graps on a Wednesday night, and then just a big wet fart at the end. It just makes massive, it makes, massive wet fart. <laughs> it's just a, you know, you know, probably top, not even top 10, like top five, maybe even top three gifts I use is Snoop Dogg, who? Who? And yeah. uh, definitely used it quite a lot already in the span of five minutes, but damn. Uh, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Dynamite, but who? <laughs> I so, still don't know who this guy is. Satnam Singh, an Indian professional wrestler and former basket player. Basketball uh, player. He plays for... I mean, he plays for the Dallas Mavericks. Wouldn't it make more sense to debut him in Texas on Friday? 
I I yeah. don't know. Really I, weird. I think I think this is when the um, the nose candy gets to old TK and. He just wants to be friends with everyone and just becomes friends with a basketball player. And he's like, hey, do you want to just be in my wrestling company? Um, yeah. Bizarre. And uh, yeah, absolutely got to stop with the lights off, lights on. Because you're, especially in New Orleans, I think a lot of people were were maybe thinking a Wyndham Rotunda, a Bray Wyatt exactly. to show up. Um, you do the lights off, lights on, you're expecting something big. If you just have this guy show up, sure, I'd still be saying who, but I don't think it would be as much of a, like, what? Huh? Who? Um, very odd. Like, teasing the overrun, like, this is, like, legit the first overrun in, in AEW. Two minutes. They, they've done, they've done it before, I think, especially on no, TV, no, TBS, no? No, not at all. Okay. Um, yeah, they they always say like, oh, and stick because this match, but they always finish pretty sharp. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, bizarre end to a, a really good show tonight. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into it because it definitely just was a was a head scratcher. Because damn, I can't wait to talk about some awesome stuff. We're gonna be talking about Suzuki versus Joe, which is just awesome dream match here on on Dynamite. A few awesome dream matches uh, actually. So yeah, totally getting into it. Um, I know that we recorded a bunch of shows today. We got to quickly plug our ECW Barely Legal 1997 Reviews from the Six podcast that we recorded and put out today. That was awesome, covering all sorts, including, again, Hidden Gem. That still holds up. That six-man tag with all the Japanese oh, foreign crazy, talent. crazy stuff. Insane. Dick Togo, who knew? Yeah. Who knew about Dick Togo? But, yeah, that re- review is out up there as well, as well as a Was Next that's coming out this weekend featuring an, a retro NXT from 2013 featuring the two out of three fall Sami Zayn Cesaro match, which was just awesome to talk about as well. And then we also did a best match ever Scott Hall and just a bunch of other stuff out there on the Patreon. And then I think next week we're going back to Power Ranger discussions finally yeah it's been a yeah. long one of time. our very first movie reviews was the first power Ranger yeah power rangers the movie films. the ooze and all that stuff and with scrum finally getting to turbo yeah we're doing we did a 25th anniversary of ecw barely legal and almost in the same ballpark meaning not whatsoever but turbo the power rangers movie that's going to be uh, out next week as well but so many podcasts out on the patreon uh, it's only five bucks and you get access to all the stuff we have ever done in that uh, catalog there and it's only five bucks to pick and choose that's like pennies per podcast out there but yeah uh, and then as well on the free feed hey you like free stuff we'll shot in the dark Cino covers all the other wrestling that you may or may not watch he'll cherry pick he'll tell you what's good and tell you the results and all that stuff in 15 minutes or less on this free feed so go check that out of course we talked about some some up next some nxt last night as well so so many podcasts for you fine people i think this might because Cino legit watches everything and this might be the first time where We've had a debut and we've gone who and we haven't gone, you you, you know, Satna Singh from uh, from NWA Power from MLW. From yeah, usually, things. yeah, our detective, you like, know, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. He's like, no, nah, I can't help you there, fam. Definitely. Yeah, that's how you know it was a real who. Uh, but he covers everything. Go check all those shows out as well. Uh, did you manage to catch the match that kind of got people talking over the weekend? I know we do BD Elite, but we don't usually talk about Rampage. Uh, just because we a have shoot jobs and b Friday nights. I mean, come on. But uh, mm. I did happen to check out and saw the buzz around the the rematch of a rematch of a rematch of Mox versus Wheeler Yuta, which was just outstanding. I mean, I 
that was one of my favorite AEW matches. Uh, they, I keep saying that often, but that was awesome. And that guy was squirting out blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, always takes a little bit off when I've kind of heard what happens afterwards. Like I, I'd seen the pictures and stuff, but still really, really good match. Um, I've loved this story they've been doing with Utah, starting off with that like really quick, devastating, like 10 second squash last year. And just each time getting a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And it's something where you could build up in a year or a few from now where Utah finally gets his win over Moxley. Like it's, it's, it's great storytelling. And I really love that match. Yeah, no, I, that's why I had to bring it up. I, I really got into it. I thought the story, the whole story of them joining the whole, you know, bleeding with guys and joining and all that, they're just the, the, the manly men who like to fight club. And I'm definitely into that story. And I, I thought Yuta just like a star was born in that, uh, in that match. And I can't wait to see what they do with him. I want him to look a little different. I want him to like change his gear. I want him to like act a bit more needs, rough around the edges. He needs to look a bit more badass. Yeah. Yeah. He? he needs to step that up, but I that, do agree. they're going to teach has, him like, the multicolored shirt, uh, pants on and stuff, but we've not seen him wrestle si- uh, since joining the, uh, Combat Bombay Bicycle Club. <laughs> Sorry, what they called the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... They're in uh, a match he will. this week, He's though. got his nice shirts now, hasn't he? His lovely T-shirts. Yeah. The BCC. Yeah. The so, blood on it. And they're having, what is it, six man next week against the guns? Yeah, is this Rampage? Rampage? Yeah, so right. they will be wrestling as a unit now against the, the ass boys and their dad, the ass man. Uh, mm. So yeah, I, I thought that was great. And I'm looking forward to. I yeah, mean, they're really, stacking. Really yeah, they're stacking this rampage up with the whole Adam Cole, Adam Page uh, thing, like the the match, the Texas Death Match, and and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I feel uh, if I wasn't like I'm I'm going away this weekend. I'm going up to Liverpool. But if I wasn't, this would be a weekend where we might call an audible and go, hey, should we do a show for? Because we got Rampage and Battle of the Belts with, and it's stacked, a lot going on this weekend um, that we might usually maybe go like, ah, let's let's throw in a little extra show here. But yeah. We can't. There's there's too much wrestling. We can't. And TK is insane. He's just throwing this shit at us all <laughs> well, the time. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely um, mention it uh, next But next we'll week. definitely talk about it next week for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, they're stacking these rampages. He wants people to watch. He wants to put out more and more and more wrestling. But, hey, why not? Uh, someone in the chat's mentioning the the Muda scale is now the Yuta scale. Yes, the, the blood. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I can't wait to see what that guy does. He's only 25, too, which is nuts. Uh, yeah, was there anything? I'm trying to think of something else that there was to talk about, but I think we kind of covered it with everything on, on uh, Up Next last night. Should we jump into some Dynamite? I think so, yeah. I think, that, I think, I think that's the right idea. Let's go to some AEW Dynamite from Wednesday, April 13th, as I almost deleted my entire notes from right now just by accident. Oh. Command Z, uh, Command Z, sorry, is, is good. Uh, April 13th, Wednesday, 2022, in New Orleans. Damn, this would have been a fun one to go to, I'm sure. Uh, I definitely, like, I, New Orleans has a very special place in my heart, and I really want to go back soon. This would have been a great show to have gone to. Well, it starts off with a dream match. And no, it's not Joe Suzuki. It's another dream match. CM Punk versus Penta. Uh, Penta Oscura? 
Oscuro. He changes his name a lot, but now it's the Spooky Penta. I know it's the Spooky Penta because he comes out with Alex in the Halloween spirit costume. Yeah, I get, like, it's it's Dracula, it's Lord Voldemort. Tonight, I was getting slight Mrs. Doubtfire vibes as well, just because the blusher on his cheeks. He does rock a lot. He pans over to him and he's got, like, pale face with a little bit of lipstick on it's from it's from like the halloween (laughs) store this is exactly where he gets did you hear they're making a spirit halloween movie i don't know really (laughs) what that even would be but yeah uh i can't wait a haunted halloween (laughs) shop where all the costumes come to life there we go wow book it there you go like the haunted mask or something but yeah uh scary penta is going up against punk and I, I'm, I was super hyped when I saw the announcement for this match because I think Punk has been on quite a ro- roll and quite a run here. And I'm just a big even, – even silly Penta I'm still a big fan of. Uh, we get some huge chops here and the crowd is already just loud from the get-go. There's a GTS attempt early on that's blocked into an ankle lock from Penta. There's then a tope attempt and then another one. But Punk gets out of the way and goes in the ring and hits one of his own out to the outside – Penta, though, starts working the knee and then... Uh, yeah, he kind of uh, punk jars his knee on his uh, tope. Yeah, there. like on one of them. Because he hits, like, what? Like yeah. two of them. Yeah, so it looks like he, like, lands on the floor. Again, I never can tell if Punk's, like, hurt or he's just so good at selling. But the best wrestlers I, are like that. I think the uh, the clue for me now is if it's picture-in-picture, picture, they're just selling. Okay, yeah. The amount of time... We, we, we have our little chat group going as we're watching... And the amount of times it's like, oh, is is Sammy actually hurt? And they're like, no, no, he's just selling. Picture it's a commercial so. break. Rest. But yeah, he's he's punk selling has really improved. I think he's he does make you believe that his his knees messed up here. They, they we come back from break and Pent is now working with Punk. They're up on the top turnbuckle and Punk hits a Rana off the top for a near mm. fall, which looked awesome. That's when you go, ah, oh, he's, he's all right. right. <laughs> uh, Penta somehow gets back up and goes for that shoulder, the, the arm breaker, just the arm killer here. But eventually Punk counters that into the Anaconda vice. But Penta gets to the ropes eventually. Penta teases the pile driver on the apron. And I, I almost screamed. And then Punk counters that. And he's going for a pile driver on the apron. And I definitely screamed, like, no, don't do that. They teased it. They didn't do it. They go back into the ring. Punk eventually hits a flying clothesline. And then the Shining Wizard in the corner. The GTS is blocked again with a Zero Miedo. Uh, Penta hits him with a series of moves like the Sling Blade and a series of kicks. Goes for, like, a springboard something in midair. We can only assume his diving DDT or Hella Destroyer. But in midair, gets caught on the shoulders of Punk. GTS, one, two, three, Punk beats Penta. But wow, what an opening match. And damn, it was just so bizarre. It was like a dream watching these two kind of mesh these styles. Two different like generations of me watching wrestling. Kind of. I guess anytime Punk fights someone. But I thought this was pretty, pretty neat. Pretty neato. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. And the crowd were really hot for it. I think uh, Punk keeps proving that he... I, I think when he is in that in that title picture, he absolutely deserves it. It's not just from name value and stuff he did in the past. I think he's absolutely proving that he is still um, one of the best in the world at this. Like his his storytelling on the mic, and then during a match, he always manages to tell a good story within his match with his his selling. 
Um, I I'm kind of getting a bit tired of the Penta shtick. Um, I think for me, his luster has worn off. And for me, this wasn't as much of a dream match as it would have been a year or so ago because Penta is kind of just this this jobber now in AEW. He, I don't know if he's lost, if he's won a match since he's turned dark. And <laughs> I wouldn't really say, apart from wearing black and coming out with Lord Voldemort, that he... He's already spooky. Different. Yeah, he's already he, like the Grinch he's walking around. Still, just a, a like a bit of a Joker, and the zero miedo stuff happens way too much. Where it's, I think for me the the kind of novelty of Penta has has gone, and they they missed a, a real opportunity with with Phoenix being out, having this guy as more of a serious, um, like more of a serious threat, and I think just being mixed up with the House of Black stuff and this Oscuro thing just isn't working for me. Apart from name and entrance, nothing's changed. Um, so that, like, I, I really enjoyed the match, but I think I came in being like, well, Punk is going to beat this guy um, and Penta again, just not showing much different for me. Yeah, like, I don't like the silliness of the character. He's already kind of borderline silly. I, I think the wrestling and this guy, he's, he's phenomenal. He's one of my favorites, but he's just kind of, he's just been chilling. You're right. He's not been like used. You could have used this opportunity to build him as like this big heel program for someone. Cause you don't know if he's, he's always playing the heel, but he's the cool, he's the tweener kind of thing. It doesn't make sense. I, I do think they can still, uh, there's still so much to do with him and Ray Phoenix, whether it's, you know, more tag team matches, whether they're fighting against each other and just so much more down the line and, and stuff. But right now, yeah, he's just, this... I think him having him dominate as a heel. Yeah. And then when Phoenix comes back, he can be like, Hey bro, what are you doing? Like what's going I, on? What's I, happened yeah. And you can go to that program. Otherwise they've had the tag title run. So I don't see them in that picture again, anytime soon. They, they'll get and there again. Definitely. I just feel he's, He's falling down the card. I blame I blame Cody because he's the one who didn't really sell that arm breaker. You could have <laughs> you could have made that arm breaker like the move that actually you know injures people again or whatever. Like wasn't that in Lucha? Something about the arm yeah, breaker. Yeah, he yeah. would he would just break people's Snap, arms. Sna- arm snapper. But yeah, I, I still love Penta. So it was still cool to see this finally like the mesh of styles. I thought I, I, it was great, and the crowd were super into it. But Punk getting the win here uh, just I. I Am I crazy to think this is my favorite version of Punk? Like, old man Punk is definitely, like, he's been knocking it out the park the past few he, months. He hasn't really missed, no. I don't think. No. Um, he's had matches I've enjoyed more than others, but I wouldn't say he's really had any duds. And I think every time there's there's something interesting about his matches. Yeah, he brings, he brings something that's definitely interesting. I could see him... Uh, I, I do think Hangman's retaining, but Hangman Punk is... Is a big match that they could go to, yeah. which would also be super interesting. We go to the Jericho Appreciation Society. They're getting off their private jet uh, on a runway somewhere, and they're trying to cut a promo while a car is honking somewhere. So they look, and we see Eddie Kingston and the boys basically driving off as they attacked 2.0. Uh, what is it? Daddy Magic and Cool Hands? McGee, what is it? Cool Hand and Cool Hand and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so they stole their shoes and drive, drove off and attacked them or something. So Not the shoes. Yeah, no. So the Jericho people are, are upset, and that match is happening later tonight. But yeah, what did you think? That jet looks pretty nice. Did Jericho hook that up for, for the Appreciation Society? 
Yeah, it was a nice prop, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something tells me that they didn't really use that jet. Uh, yeah. But hey, I don't maybe. think so. Maybe, you know. Uh, and I guess 2.0 weren't in the jet. They didn't even get to fly the thing. They were picking the guys up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's their gimmick, yeah. yeah. Poor guys. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's not one of the most interesting things on the show for me. I, I think there are some funny elements about the JAS, but I can't say I'm really into this feud i like i like the eddie singles match but um i'd kind of like to see eddie move on to be honest yeah it'll probably be stretched out for a while too we go to our next match which is the aew tag team championship match the champions jurassic express versus red dragon so luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. We get some back and forth early on, but then eventually Luchasaurus is on the outside with Fish, who get he gets dragon screwed, literally the dragon screw to the giant dragon the on the outside into the guardrail. They start to work the leg and the knee of the big guy tagging in and out, but eventually he Kyle runs at him. I don't know if this is intentional, but Kyle sold like it was, where he just gets kneed in the absolute face from Luchasaurus and sells it like absolute gold. Uh, eventually, Luchasaurus tags Jungle Boy. He comes in and hits, hits a series of crazy moves on everyone. There's Topes. There's Luchasaurus hitting a moonsault off the apron to both guys. There's then Luchasaurus hitting all sorts of things like German suplexes, a kip-up, the tail whip. And then they start hitting some crazy tag moves. There's Jungle, Jungle Boy doing all sorts of like his, what the, running the ropes, the slap to the chest, the arm drags and, and all these things. Uh, Kyle though keeps going for different submission holds, whether it's the knee bar and then transitions into the, the uh, arm bar. Then there's a crazy move off the top. Is it Bobby Fish who hits a falcon arrow, but like over yeah. someone? He's he's done this. He started doing this, the like avalanche falcon arrow, but did it like what? Did he step off Kyle's back or jumped over Kyle's back or something like that? It looked it looked awesome. Yeah, it it was it was like weird because it's over someone else, but he hits the move, but it's a kick out, another crazy finish, false finish. There's then another spot where it's like a run up DDT. Is it uh, Jungle Boy who does it running off someone else to hit like the other guy with the DDT? Just again using crazy combinations of different moves and eventually they get i think it's bobby fish up in the air and hit him with the jurassic express which then sino told me that it's not actually called the jurassic express it's the theoretic express but like they always say jurassic express so i'm a little confused but that move looks cool thoracic thoracic express maybe right maybe he's trolling us i don't know but yeah jurassic express get the win here over red dragon and retain the titles but i don't know how they do that finishing move like it's crazy how the guy is spinning upside down and then jungle boy catches him in the power bomb very yeah. very impressive what do you think yeah enjoyable match i think um i was surprised actually i thought um you might see a title change tonight when they advertise this match but then with the placement on the show i kind of figured oh okay jurassic express probably retaining i think it's i feel like at this stage it would be a bit more interesting with red dragon being the champs um and as enjoyable as this match was, I think there is a better match between these two in there. Um, I still don't think kind of Red Dragon have reached that takeover level of tag match that we've known them to have. And there's definitely the guys in the company they can do that with. That's not to say that they've been bad at all. Like that takeover level is pretty, pretty high bar they've set for themselves. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. And it, 
it feels like this is I, I think because we've got the after we've got FTR coming out afterwards and getting in Red Dragon's face I do feel Jurassic Express feel a bit of an afterthought especially with like last week that incredible Bucks FTR match where they're going who is the best tag team in the world and it's like well it should be your tag champions but you're you're never really putting them in that conversation um and with Red Dragon losing but FTR kind of being getting in their face rather than Jurassic Express just felt a little they always seem a bit of an afterthought I, I, uh, yeah, I, I like the match. I can see what you mean. Like, it didn't get to, it, it felt like a good TV match. It didn't get to crazy, crazy next gear level, which I do think these four guys can definitely, definitely do if they were given a bit more time. But I, I still really enjoyed the match. Uh, yeah, I, so it's FTR who get this crazy pop, like huge pop from this crowd. And they have the ROH titles and the AAA tag titles. And then it's Red Dragon who kind of stop them because they don't, they come out like almost dismissing Red Dragon. They're looking at Jurassic Express, but it's Bobby and Kyle who get in the face of them, and then it's it's like no, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to talk no, I'm trying to talk to them. We're trying to challenge them, and it's like fuck. Now we got to get you out of our way first. So I feel like we might get Red Dragon FTR like what next week or something like that. Like FTR on this crazy run. Like within a week, they had those two matches we talked about last week: the FTR Bucks match and the Briscoes. Yeah. Like they're on this crazy run, and you want to you want to take over level match. Tony, Khan, book it next week or in two weeks, whatever. FTR, Red Dragon, winner faces Jurassic Express, and boom, we get FTR. FTR should beat them, too. Maybe that's uh, why. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think when while they're on this run, absolutely. Yeah, that, like, do the, um, belt, collect, the belt collecting well, thing's hot. Well, I did hot. notice um, Excalibur said the double crown champion, so I wonder if we're going to get triple crown tag team champions with FTR just holding all the gold. Right. Yeah, no, I, I I would see that. That's probably why Red Dragon wasn't weren't the ones to beat them, because FTR is going to do it to take the titles. But yeah, I, I'm interested in that. FTR just on this crazy run. Happy to see it. I lo- the tag team wrestling is is some of the best wrestling you can watch, and I think all the tag teams here are just awesome. Uh, I agree. We go to what the Blackpool Combat Club backstage. Mm-hmm. They're being interviewed. We see Regal, Mox, Danielson, and Yuda. And they mentioned that Friday, the three of them will be in action together as a team, as a unit, to face the gun club. And Mox says, you know, Wheeler was bleeding. Danielson says, yeah, you spit in my face. (laughs) I love this line, Danielson. Yeah, he goes, he bled with Mox and he spat in my face. And now he's my friend. (laughs) It's like, you're a weird dude, Brian. (laughs) Well, you don't make friends uh, when you get spit in the face? I uh, spat in my face and now I just I love the guy. <laughs> so Mox then says, uh I I don't even know the gun club, but I don't like the gun club. They're a bunch of goofs and that's what we l- need less of in AEW. Yeah, I got a bit of crazy Uncle Dean here come through with this, but uh I liked it. Have and you then s- yeah. William Regal just always pulling faces in the background. It's like, whoa, these guys are fucking sickos. <laughs> I love it. They're all just a bunch of really uh, pent up, like, dudes. Just they need to get out and get their aggressions out and they're going to fight some people. But the gun club are going to die on a rampage, basically. But can't wait to see it. Uh, um, it's Yuda who says the real work begins Friday. You'll see. So I feel like Yuda's the one who's going to finish them. Like in, you'll see, like them work in unison for the finish. But it has to. I think it has to be Yuda who like puts the 
We need you to, to get more of a deadly kind of finishing maneuver. Just breaks one of their noses, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but Blackpool Combat Club. I don't. I still don't like their their shirts as like I like the logo, but I don't like the one with the the like the skull on it. I think like I think they could have done a better job with the the shirt. Yeah, I mean they're never going to wear them anyway, are they? <laughs> Daniel's just white. Danielson's not wearing them. <laughs> no, that's what Yuta's for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To model the shirts. Yeah, exactly. Well, we go to another backstage segment, and we see Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm, and it's announced that these two are going to have a match, and um, it's it's going to be in the, the Owen tournament. And Jamie Hayter says that uh, Tony basically uh, is – We've, we fought everywhere and we grew up kind of in this business together, whether it be in Japan and, and so forth. But it doesn't matter. You're, you're not sealing my spot here uh, in this tournament. Well, Hayter was more saying that they've had the same career path as Owen because um, they both worked right. a lot in Japan and in Europe before making their name in the States. Um, so kind of tying it to the tournament, which I thought was a nice touch because it's, yeah, it's kind of true. So and Tony Storm just hasn't learned how to speak yet. She just doesn't say anything. She just, <laughs> she just doesn't stands say like, anything. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't. Did they? They didn't really announce this match, but it's. Gone. They didn't say when, yeah. but they said, "Yeah, Tony Khan wants this to be the first round match." Okay. Like Interesting. Yeah. I like it. We go to our next match: the captain Sean Dean going up against MJF. Now, does Sean Dean always have the whole army get up and face? No, this is new. Okay, because he's going into war. This was like what? What was Booker T's uh, gimmick where he was GI? He dressed like this, wasn't he? GI Joe, GI something, not GI Bro, not GI Joe. What was he called? GI Bro. <laughs> was it GI Bro? <laughs> GI Bro. Was it? All right. I mean, okay. this guy, like, we we know that he was, like, in the army and the military and stuff, and they mentioned it before, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember him looking exactly like this with this thing. I don't know. No, this, this is a new look. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it makes him look less It stands generic. out. Yeah, it stands out. It's something, for sure. And I love that MJF has been taunting him with the promos last week and Twitter that, like, oh, Purple Hearts, because we at war. Um, so, Captain Sean Dean's going up against MJF. MJF comes to the ring with Sean Spears. He's having trouble getting his jacket off. He can't get the zippers. So Sean Spears tries to help him. And then he can't get it either. But it's actually just a ploy for MJF to uh. punch Sean Dean and get the advantage. And then takes his jacket off easily and is like, ah, I told you. He just starts walking around punching and stomping Sean here. When the camera shows backstage and it's a bunch of just security guards laid out as then – MJF gets a little, you know, a little scared here and starts to walk around ringside and kind of laughs like, ah, we got a lot of security. Everything's fine. But as he's like leaning into the guardrail with the crowd, we see Wardlow is there pretending to kind of blend in with the crowd and security who then basically scares the hell out of MJF who runs out of there. All the security come. He beats the shit out of all of them, including a huge Wardlow powerbomb on the apron on some poor jobber cop. Oh, he murdered this oh guy. Oh, my yeah. God. And then more of them come. More of them come. They can't. But then the ref. It's like Super Smash Brothers, yeah. isn't it? It's just when you've Non-stop. got, like, you've got to take out a hundred little, like, putty yeah, patrol. exactly. Kind of yeah. But there's so many of them. But that they're blocking the bottom of the ramp. However, the match is still going on. So Bryce is counting out MJF, who can't get past Wardlow and 
the security. So MJF grabs a mic when Bryce is at nine and says, whatever, hey, Bryce, whatever Tony Khan's paying you, I'll triple it if you don't count to 10. But Bryce thinks about it for a second and says, nah, 10. (laughs) Therefore, Sean Dean yet again has defeated MJF. And yeah, uh, Wardlow's like still beating up on these uh, security people. And then it kind of shows after the fact because they go to commercial after this. But when we come back, we see Wardlow like still beating up security and cameramen and being like, hey, release me from this contract, bitch. Yeah, it took out a camera. Yeah, me. damn. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. Uh, no, I, I'm loving this uh, Wardlow stuff. I think it's uh, really entertaining just watching him murder people every week and how I like that they switched it up, that it wasn't just him storming through beating up security yeah, this week. I yeah. like the touch of him being security with the mask on. That That's one benefit of this pandemic is the, the mask gimmick that you just... Right. You can't uh, tell. You can't tell. You got a hat and a mask, um, you're good. Yeah, and, and MJF's always great. I think um, it's quite fun that he's got all these L's against him now due to just countouts and DQs and stuff like that. He's had a few this year, having been undefeated for so long. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying this, and I think they're, they're building up Wardlow so well. Yeah, I think they're doing a really good job. Again, it gives me Batista, Triple H, WrestleMania 21, that whole angle leading up to that pay-per-view vibes and, and they're doing a really good job and they're they're being a bit creative with the way he's he's coming in and attacking and then they'll they'll go into like contract tampering but you knew you know he's going to be wrestling again and they kind of uh get to that but yeah i i really like this angle and it's it's so funny sean dean's getting the rub he is that, that yeah he'll, he'll have to get a title shot soon won't he hell yeah we get where he's <laughs> in the rankings now he's got to be up there he beat sean spears as well so you know That's true <laughs> It's high up. We go to a video for Darby Allen, and it's like a coffin in the middle of the street. It's black and white, of course, but the coffin's kind of hot. It's like empty. It's just the skeleton of it. And he says the nail in this is just getting thin, and he's talking about a coffin match with Andrade. But I was totally confused by not what he was saying, but the music choice that was playing because it was – like here comes the bride like a wedding march what was yeah, it it's a wedding march yeah i mean i guess if they use the funeral march it would, it's literally just undertaker's entrance music so maybe that's why they but they went for a creepy version at least yeah yeah i guess it was like yeah it was like okay someone's getting married i'm like what was it because of andrade i don't yeah but all right i mean <laughs> hey a coffin match darby and andrade hell yeah the last one was really entertaining wasn't it with Ethan Page and Darby. For sure. And now they're making this kind of Darby signature match. Um, yeah, I, I think this makes a whole lot of sense. And should be... When, is this next week? When did they announce this? I think so, yeah. Next week on Dynamite, I'm pretty sure. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that, could, be fun. that could be all right. Yeah, uh, next week on Dynamite, coffin match. Darby and Andrade. Damn. I mean, hey, we know a lot about coffin matches because we did best match ever casket match. We did. In October for we Halloween, did, yeah. spooky season. And we talked about that other coffin match, uh, which was great. Uh, well, we go to Malachi. Hey, more spooky stuff. Malachi Black, he's in a dark room somewhere always. And he's talking about pushing it into my neck. Push it into my throat. Wasn't sure what he was talking about there. He then starts talking about a dark abyss. And then a dark abyss a dark abyss of razor blades yeah that was that's pretty cool i don't know what he still don't know what he means but then he says that 
if you think he's alone, then you are mistaken, and you should be afraid of shadows. Be afraid of shadows. Was this directed at Fuego del Sol? Yeah, okay. At the beginning, he said Fuego. Fuego del Sol. Yeah, I double took because I'm like he didn't he didn't say Fuego. I know I saw that Fuego like what like attacked them and, and got the upper hand at one point or something, but it was so weird that he's talking about Fuego and cutting such a menacing serious thing it's like you're feuding with fuego i mean (laughs) yeah i do not care about this guy at all imagine getting he sucks like look he's a great wrestler but this shit is terrible um someone needs to pull creative away from him and just tell him what to do because i've got no idea what he's talking about he's just another fucking goth loser in the back talking riddles can hang out with joe gacy and bray wyatt and all the other ones it's and now he's feuding with Fuego. Like, <laughs> really? Is this any better than he was doing in WWE? No. He's gonna... Like, his matches are cool. Like, I enjoy I enjoy watching this guy wrestle. But do I care about the character in a company full of great wrestlers? No, not at all. Uh, he's gonna spit in the face of Fuego. We're gonna get evil Fuego. Like... Fu- <laughs> awesome. Well, or we'll think we're gonna get evil Fuego for, for months. Six months, yeah. Instead, he'll just wear an eye patch. Yeah. Damn. Be mean to Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Malachi Black is a character that they're just kind of they're doing what they did to Miro. It's like we're just going to still use you, even though it's kind of not that great. It's not coming across very important or interesting, really. But eventually, when there's there's time and shuffling around in like a year or so, he'll be he'll be put in a more prominent position. But yeah, this stuff is getting too ridiculous. Do you think? Because I mean, there's yeah, so many so. more interesting people there now. He, and when he came in, he, there, like you can easily, you can easily reheat him. I think he he's someone like the turning the lights off thing is gets so old, but he's someone that it, it genuinely works for. He has he has the wrestling. He has he has something. I definitely see still uh, something down the line where he's used in a bigger position. But right now, you're not wrong. This is this is getting too getting too silly. I just hate it, like the rambling. There's too many dudes that do this like. Just the talking and like riddles and using probably lyrics and stuff like okay, but just just it's, it's not it's not that interesting. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, at y- least if you're gonna quote quote from the Zelda Raven. and what what no what was it Cody quoted from? No, he got Cody. I'm Graves. a well-read man, and then just quotes from like a anime movie or Kung something. Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's it. Kung Fu. Well, Panda. no, like the line is actually from like. Like something old and stuff, but yeah, like yeah, the way he. I said did find it, that yeah, funny though. On, I'm an avid reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm an avid reader too, Cody. Um, we go to something that's completely different, Judas, but we get a new intro here. We get the Jericho Appreciation Society of it, it, you know it, it shows excellence. We get the voices of. 2.0 here. So it's like a WWE intro now for their entrance. Yeah, like sports entertainment sports excellence, entertainment all of that stuff. Excellence. <sighs> then Judas hits and people are still singing. Have a good old time. Uh, I can never hate on people singing Judas because it's still over. But like also people are paying money to go to this and, hey, you want to sing to the theme song that is over because they show up that it's got 500,000 Sold. It's it's gone gold. That means if it doubles that, yeah. he'll go platinum. But wow, good good job for Jericho. Yeah, well making done. some money there. Uh, well, the Jericho Appreciation Society is going up against Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, 
And while Eddie Kingston is looking for a fight, he, they show up with the shoes and 2.0 are currently missing. Eddie is wearing a thump shirt. No, don't worry. It, it didn't say Trump. It says thump. Uh, shout out the junkyard dog. They go after the Jericho Appreciation Society. They start beating each other up. But Jericho gives them the middle finger before the bell rings. It's a, it's a brawl. They start to beat down on Chris, who eventually tags in Hager, who's wearing uh, cheetah print like MMA shorts. He does, yeah, rock these kind of flashy, um, yeah, yeah, Johnny Swinger esque. Uh, I was gonna say, like, uh, I pants yeah. sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, like we've seen before in what is it, pink leopard skin or something? You wore one week, didn't he? Yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. <laughs> Cheetah, I, I'm, I prefer uh, zebra. That's what I rock. But you know, <laughs> the MMA shorts of Cheetah is funny. They yeah. uh, Hager's in there and he starts throwing them around and then Jericho's back in to pick the scraps, does his baby pin, and we're in picture in picture. There's a splash by Kingston. There's a bunch of uh, suplexes when we come back. The three amigos from Santana. Jericho goes for a lion salt at one point, but it's a miss. There's then a huge splash from Santana to Garcia for a near fall. Kingston comes back in and he starts chopping the hell out of him. He's doing the what the Kenta Kabashi like the crazy. Mm. Rapid fire chops to the chest here. And then there's crazy dives from everyone sending everyone everywhere. When we get in, Ortiz takes out Daddy Magic and Cool Hands, who are now are, are running down the aisle. But he, he runs out the ring and hits them with a crazy tope, taking them both out. But leaving Santana alone and, and Eddie alone, Santana's thrown out. Jericho's in with Garcia. But when he runs the ropes, Jericho hits him with the bat. Garcia hits an inside cradle on the injured Eddie and gets the win here. Jericho Appreciation Society get their their W. That's sports entertainment. Yeah, I I was a little bit bored at this. Uh, this kind of I thought deflated the crowd a little bit. Um, they were quiet for it. Yeah, they were quiet for it. Um, I I just don't think I'm really that into this feud. I think the uh santana and ortiz the kind of breakup of the inner circle should have felt a little bigger than it did um and i think we've seen santana ortiz and eddie feuding with garcia for quite a while and 2.0 for like it feels like a long time like i remember watching like them having six ma- six mans on rampage when i was still in canada you know like last year um it's I don't know. Something's not quite clicking with me. I, I think I've said before, I think I'm just a little, I need a bit of a breather from Jericho. Um, he's doing this whole reinvention with the JAS, which is great. He's always been good at that. But I just think I need a break of seeing him on TV every week. Uh, not to say that this was bad, but it also didn't really have my interest. No, I, I, I thought I could get into this feud, but I didn't feel I, – I, maybe it was the crowd too. They were you know, kind of tired eventually. But the first match after a bunch of promos, I, I, I was kind of bored with it too. I don't know if I'm too invested in the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'll always love Jericho. Definitely one of my all-time favorites. But I get what they're doing, but it's definitely not the most like thing to get hype about or even get heated about really. It, it, the match itself was a very sports entertainment style match. And I know that is what they're going for, but it's not necessarily what I want from this show. The be- like Again, the best part I think I keep saying is that it's like kind of go- – I think it's going to be a like project 
of making Garcia like this big, big thing. He's, he tweeted the, the finish of this match where Jericho hits him with the bat and then he inside cradles Kingston and he's, Garcia's tweeted, a nice cradle always gets the job done. Cause like he's, he's, he's gonna be the, like the breakout from this and get the big like rub. I, I would assume so, but, but so far it's just, yeah, it's all right. But yeah, the crowd died too. I was kind of like, all right, all right, I need to, need to change a pace. For sure. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, next is MJF backstage with Alex Marvez. He, he is furious. He's raging here. I love when MJF gets in the zone. He's yelling. He's, he says, I'm the phenom. I'm the pinnacle of this, this whole sports entertainment, pro wrestling business. He says, everyone thinks it's so funny, huh? Well, I get it. I get it. Everyone wants to laugh at me. No sympathy for the devil. Well, I don't need sympathy. I got money. And that's what makes the world go round. And he has Mark Sterling there as well. And he says, Mark... We can book Wardlow because I still own him. So, Pig, you are going to have a match against the Butcher who shows up ah. in, the, in the screen just looking all scary and staring at the, <laughs> at the thing. One of the best looks in wrestling for sure. But, yeah, Wardlow versus – sorry, Pig versus the Butcher next week. Get it? Because he's a pig, so the Butcher's going to chop him up, make some sense. bacon out of Wardlow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, newsflash, MJF is a really good promo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. what I found funny here was it just cut to yeah. uh, Alex Marvez just laughing. <laughs> and MJF's like, why are you laughing? Yeah, fuck, and I'm bro. like, yeah, why are you laughing, Marvez? But Marvez is so wooden. I, I But I, I do get a weird satisfaction out of him, out of, out of his woodenness. But he's just there like, okay, Marvez, we're going to cut to you and laugh. And he's just, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, yeah, why are you laughing? It would piss me off if I was MJF. Yeah, Marvez is ridiculous. But that match could be fun. Uh, big lads wrestling there. I mean, no no question who's going to win that one. But I think it could be a bit of a fun uh, meat slapping meat. And we're talking about butchers, butchers and, and pigs. pigs. So, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, we go to our next match. It is a qualifier. Is it a qualifier for the... 
Oh, I never know what I, is or not. No, I don't think it was. No, I sorry. It was at first. It's, but yeah, it's just a match to, to heat it's up. It's a heater match for Marina, yeah. who's got a TBS title match, right? Sorry, that's right. So Marina will be facing, uh, what, um, Jade in the, in the future. Yes. So that's what they're kind of hyping up here. But Marina Shafir coming out, and she's going to be facing Sky Blue. We see Jade is watching backstage, but the baddie section is in the crowd. And did you notice who was in the baddie section? Yeah, it was uh, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan. Wow, dream team. Were they, I, I didn't get, were they kind of, I think they were like mocking it, weren't they? Or just infiltrating it or, but they didn't really draw in much attention to it. But yeah, a rare Kira Hogan sighting because uh, we never see her, which, which puzzles me because I think she's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I put it out there on Twitter. I added Jade, but I mean, if she needs some people for the baddie section, I've asked if we could uh, represent, you know, different parts parts of the world, you know, represent Canada and, and the UK. If, if we if we go to I, – I told her on Twitter. I said, Jade, look, we're coming to Detroit in June for Dynamite. So if you need some representation of Canada and the UK in the baddie section, let's go. You need two white men. <laughs> <laughs> in your baddie section, which definitely not three, three won't it? Three, three, one. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. I, I don't know. Be... There, there might be slim pickings in Detroit. Who knows? Have uh, you seen Detroit? You haven't been to Detroit. I've not been there yet. Yeah. No. Everyone looks like Kid Rock. Is that so? <laughs> Everyone. That. Every yeah. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the baddie section is great. I do love that thing. Uh, I hope it continues. Uh, we get Marina Shafir, Sky Blue. Marina's throwing her around here, showing a lot of her, like, uh, what, MMA background here. There's a pump handle into this, like, flipping face slam, which looked pretty impressive. Sky tries to get some strikes in, but Marina hits her with this palm strike to the gut and then locks in this arm triangle submission hold, and Sky taps immediately. And then Marina sits on the apron and blows kisses to the camera and to... The baddie section, which... Yeah, she was kind of directing every move to the baddie yeah. section as well. Um, squash match, but Marina looks so much better than um, when we saw her in uh, NXT all those years ago. Um, I, I think it's a shame maybe we haven't seen her like just squash a few more people for a couple of weeks to build up to this match with Jade. But um, yeah, I, I can see her being one to watch out for. I, de- I think... Some things need changing, like the music. I thought the music was very dull for her entrance. Um, and yeah, as the only women's match on the show, it was a shame it only kind of went a minute. Um, but this should have been a squash, really. It was, yeah. It was a squash. I, I thought Marina looked great. I mean, we watched her in NXT all those years ago, and she was with Jasmine Duke. And I think mm-hmm. Jasmine Duke kind of maybe held her down a little bit. We always kind of thought Jasmine was kind of the the weak link in that team, but this kind of showing a little promise that hey, there could be there could be something here with Marina for sure. I know that you know what she does, what blood sport and some indie stuff. Yeah. So hey, good for her because even in the squash, is like oh that you've you've improved and you look good, and I'm kind of I'm kind of down for that match, Jade and Marina, for sure. We go to yeah, see how it goes. yeah we go to a gym somewhere and we see hook about to be interviewed when mark sterling interrupts with tony niece mark is busy he was just with jade but now he's with tony he he went from being with mjf 
to immediately going to Jade to just running to this gym. What a weasel. He's like going all over the place, this guy. Yeah, yeah all over the show. He's there with Tony Nice. Yeah, that's right. Tony Nice is here. And, well, he basically says, you know, why are you the one that you're getting the interview when it's Tony Nice, the, the premier athlete, should get the the interview and not you. And then uh, Hook kind of scares them off. They leave. And then Hook throws his, like, medicine ball but, like, over his shoulder back into the gym, which reveals Danhausen is there in his workout attire catching the medicine ball and falling over as Hook walks off. So we don't get, still don't get that Hook interview, but we know Hook will be in action on Dynamite next week, but they didn't say it was against Tony Nese. But is it just me or do you I, – I don't understand the Danhausen-Hook thing. What's going on here with this? It's, it's something that's been going on on Rampage where Danhausen went to curse Hook, but Hook can't be cursed. Um, yeah, this Danhausen thing, unless you follow everything, it's very, like, from, if you just watch Dynamite, which is, like, me, (laughs) uh, no idea what this guy is, what's happening. Yeah, what is he doing? yeah. Like I want, like I've seen some funny stuff on the Indies when when he kind of got popular, but I I don't know why they've attached it to Hook. Like of all people, this guy went from being like the hot hot act to kind of now it's a little well, weird. I think it's just the odd couple thing they're yeah. doing, um, which, I, I, which usually works. Uh, yeah, I just Hook is a solo act. It's Hook, baby. I, he should kill Dan. Yeah, Housen. I mean Dan, Dan Housen just feels like an indie gimmick to me. A little bit. Uh, we we haven't really seen him do much apart from just kind of stand at ringside with the best friends, cursing and that people, sort of thing. so has teeth. Yeah, not it's not really for me. We go to well, we didn't see Hook talk, but we'll see him on Dynamite for the first time wrestle. We go to Scorpio Sky, the TNT champion. Did you did you know that? Did you know Scorpio Sky was the TNT champion? I actually completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, until they showed him, I'm like, oh, yeah, he is the champion. Well, Scorpio Sky is with Ethan Page and Dan Lambert, and they say that Sammy Guevara is going to get his rematch against Sammy, uh, against Scorpio in probably the only town that won't boo him because everyone knows they are the most obnoxious couple, referring to Sammy and Ty. And then they say. It'll be another Saturday night that she goes unsatisfied. So at Battle of the Belts, it's going to be Sammy versus Scorpio for the TNT title. Yeah, uh, we've seen it before. Uh, I don't think that's much of a draw for me, but that is the feud going on. Um, I'm sure it'll be a fine match, but I, I'm not really interested in the the Sky run so far. Yeah, like, hey, it's it's. I think there's a lot more you could do with it. I think Dan Lambert, I think, has kind of run its course. That's probably what's dragging it down. And, yeah, I, they mentioned how Sammy's getting booed, so that's just going to lead people to still boo them. Like It's it's all over the place. What I do is definitely turn Sammy heel with Todd. Like, do that right away. Why not? Like, did you see uh, – I mean, I they're clearly aware of what's going on. Yeah. Did you see Sammy's tweet the other day? No. Was it a he vlog? No, it was, uh, I'm thinking about getting a neck tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he is completely, like, him and Ty yeah. have completely slipped into that role. For sure. I think just the TNT title is one I like seeing 
defended on like dynamite regularly. I know we're TBS now, but whatever. Like, I think that's especially Sky won this title like through um, that he won the title, then had kind of the screwy win over Wardlow, and then I don't think, if I recall, we've really seen him wrestle since then on Dynamite. I think it's it should be the TV title, and I think that's what's got people over. I think that's what um, I think. He, I mean, Cody was already made, but I, I think it's what got Cody a lot of respect. Working these different matches weekly, it certainly helped Darby. It definitely helped Miro when he was just putting on these these big matches every week. Yeah, that's and I think I think that's what we need more with Sky because I think Sky has been so stop start right from the beginning of this company. And if you want people to take him seriously, you just, all you need to do is go out and put bangers on. Yeah. That, like I like Sammy's wrestling. I think he's awesome. But the character with him and Ty, like it makes sense that if you were to be like turning them, I, I think uh, the title should be off these people for this program. If they're doing this whole bringing in, there was no mention of Paige Van Zandt. I guess they're rethinking it because now Sammy is the, the bad guy and Ty is the bad guy when they thought it was going to yeah. be Paige. So they're maybe they're, they're kind of rethinking of what to do. I could, I would, <laughs> I'm not saying I want to see the, the mixed tag match, but if Sammy and Ty were to be, you know, the heel couple with Sammy as the TNT champion, uh, I think Miro coming out with Lana kind of, uh, challenging him okay. and then taking the title back from Sammy as well. Because I think Miro being in that role... Well, Scott, so you think Sammy's taking the title off of... Yeah, and then maybe do Scorpio. yeah do a turn eventually with Sammy and uh, like hmm. something like that. I don't, I don't know. I think, that, I think that feels like a really dead run though for Scorpio. It, I mean, it is so far. Look, he was a... He, he didn't have a match on the show. The match should have... He should have had a match. Like, he should be wrestling. Because you're absolutely right. You nailed it. Like, when this championship was hot and people were talking about it, you had Brody Lee matches. You had those Cody matches, those Darby matches. Even Sammy had some great TNT title matches on TV. And for some reason, Scorpio Sky really hasn't... Just just literally book one big match. This He could have had a great match tonight, cheated to win, and still got, like, s- sort of this, like... Kind of like, oh, okay, this guy's here. He's the champ. But he, he's just totally an afterthought. I think they're bad at presenting their champions. They've definitely got worse. Like, I don't think it was a problem at the beginning of uh, AEW. But it, it's definitely something all the champions feel like afterthoughts yeah. um, a lot of the time. I'm just looking. Yeah, he's only had one title defense. And that was against Wardlow um, a month ago. So yeah, so, it's definitely like yeah. just just kind of already dead on arrival with that that run. Unless you you do these big matches, big title defenses, and bring it back that prestige. Otherwise, give it to other people who it can help. Uh, there's so many other. I think that's something else that's happened with the TNT title a lot. They put it on someone and then put them in a sort of different kind of feud. Like we're seeing right now with the mixed tag. With we saw with. Darby, it was a while before he started defending that thing. And once he did, it was great. But he was, he had the title and then was doing, you know, uh, tag matches with Sting for quite a while. And I think when you've got all these characters focus on sort of one, you're a champion, they're the stories you should be telling. You know, the championship matches, those stories. And save maybe a mixed tag for two other 
talents that aren't doing anything. Yeah. There's so many other people that you could have interesting stories. Again, being the champion, a title is just a prop in this story. And what an easy story that they've done so well in this company is, oh, you're the champion. We need to fight over the title. And oh, I'm the champion. I need to defend it. I need- and that creates the stories in itself. It's so easy. And I feel like I'm not saying give the title to a hook, but there's people after tonight, like maybe a, a powerhouse Hobbs or something like, like there's so many other people that you can easily get like cooking simply by giving them this run and putting on these matches. You could have done it with Scorpio sky. Maybe he beats Sammy retains and eventually does have these like, great matches and, and kind of does prove this run. I would love to see it for Scorpio. I think I, hope so, yeah. I think he has it in him too cuz he's awesome. Someone in the chat saying he hope they hope uh, Scorpio retains so that during the the SoCal like the California shows, I think yeah, Knocked Out Films in the Twitch chat. He's always in the Twitch chat. Shout out Knocked Out Films Entertainment. He says he hopes Scorpio retains so that we can see him versus Kaz at one of the California shows. That would be pretty great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like a go. great easy TV match to book. Yeah, and, exactly. And they're the kind of things you should do. Or, so where's Daniel? Hopefully, get get this match out the way, and we can have um, Scorpio defending a bit more regularly. Well, we go to our next match, which is Ricky Starks, the hometown boy here in New Orleans, with Powerhouse Hobbs, and they're going up against the team of Shane Strickland, Swerve, and Keith Lee. Limitless. Uh, I love both Keith Lee's music and Swer- uh, Swerve's music is hard. I bet it's I – be- I think it's him probably. I mean he does his own music and stuff. But I love both their themes. I also like Ricky St- – I- I- you know what? I like all I, four I, of these guys' themes. I enjoy Ricky <laughs> Yeah, Ricky Stark's theme themes grows on me too. I like how he poses with it as well. It's like bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His posing is good. It's very showbiz, I feel, Ricky Starks. Love music. it. But great, great ovation here for kind of just everyone in this match actually. This was the sleeper match where – uh, I didn't think I really wanted to see this match. And then as it was starting, I was like, oh, this sounds great. And it well, was. I think because it's it's the whole story's been on Rampage, which we don't catch every week. Um, but I'm so glad they put this on the show because this was really fun. And I, I really like how they... Ricky Starks is a heel, but he's in his hometown. They're presenting him uh, as a babyface in this match. Yeah. And the crowd are loving him. And you could see him getting quite emotional during this match as well which is it, it's awesome have you should always make a big deal of these hometown people 100 percent. well hobbs is in the ring with swerve and eventually hits him with a power a fallaway slam power slam on him tags in starks who gets a huge reaction and then starks does the his version of old school but he walks the ropes while like kind of almost dancing with that pizzazz that swagger like phantasmo isn't it yeah how it's, he does it. it's great uh, eventually swerve gets irish whipped outside but does this crazy like rebound flip to land on his feet uh, eventually both uh, swerve and lee send hobbs and starks to the outside and then it's swerve who does a moonsault off of keith lee's chest to the yeah. outside what the hell i mean we've seen people do this stuff all the time but Damn, this this is a man jump using another He's man's a big big solid base <laughs> there to leap this, off of. Yeah, sorry, this is impressive. You're jumping off like Keith Lee had to you know put his tree trunk legs down and hold for him to do that. It's probably easy for him. It's probably nothing, but to jump off another guy and moonsault to land yeah, this on awesome. great stuff. We get Lee inside the ring now working and he's hitting a bunch of like shoulder tackles and huge strikes. Uh, Hobbs at one point does he counter? Uh, um, uh, Lee here with like a, a, a leap or something that eventually ends up Stark hitting Swerve with this 
Canadian destroyer DDT for a near fall. And the crowd were getting super into this at this point. There's then an assist into these like punches and Ricky's looking beat up and dead here. Uh, Keith Lee then has a stare down with Hobbs where they're both going at it here. The two big lads when Taz, the leader of team Taz walks down the ramp and he's watching Hobbs is going to throw like swerve into the post and he's like, Taz move. But Swerve counters it and throws Hobbs into the post. Ricky's in the ring and gets countered by Lee. He's going for his his what the the jackhammer type thing, the BBC. But Ricky gets off that. He's on the top rope, hits him with a spear for a near fall. Lee gets up, runs the ropes. Hobbs is now the legal man, and Taz trips the leg of Keith Lee, which then allows Hobbs to lift up the big guy with a huge spine buster and power Hobbs gets the shocking victory over Keith Lee but I thought this match was great the crowd were losing their minds yeah I this was definitely a sleeper for me I was really entertained by this I I love the team of Hobbs and sorry of Swerve and Lee actually I yeah think they work really well together they did this great kind of combination spinning like one did a spinning punch, the other did a rolling elbow to the back of the head, like a sandwich move, which I thought looked really good. Um, I liked Starks trying to hit the Rochambeau on Keith Lee. No way. It almost felt like he's the he's the hometown boy and he's like, right, I'm going to do this, this thing. And there was absolutely no way he was going to do it. Um, and I think it being the hometown, it would have been nice for Starks to have picked up the win. But the feud they're building is Hobbs versus Lee. So having that pinfall with Hobbs over Lee does make sense. Um, and Taz noting that this is the uh, arena that November to Remember was held in when when ex- uh, when Taz comes out. Oh, so, damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I love this match, actually. I thought this was really entertaining. I preferred this to the, the tag title match, personally. I, yeah, me too. Actually, I got way. I I don't know. I thought all four were working fantastic. I'm super in on on Hobbs. I think there's a star in the making there as well. I know people are obviously high on Keith Lee and and Swerve and Starks. All again, all four guys are just really into. And again, these guys are seem to be only on Rampage. So finally, being on a Wednesday and kind of killing it like shows like good. I'm glad that they're here in this company. Uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing more iterations of these four tangling it up. We get a video, or it's not a video, but an interview backstage. Thunder Rosa, the women's champion, is being interviewed, but right away interrupted. Man, what's with AEW? What's What do they have more in AEW? Apron spots or interrupting interviews? It's very close, isn't it? You couldn't, just, you couldn't, no, you couldn't pick. That's, it's, that's a tough one. We get Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero interrupting Thunder. And Nyla is holding a cake. And says, hey, we got you a cake, but we didn't get any writing on it because it was it was more money and you just you're not worth that extra money. And Thunder's like, of course you interrupt me. And then she throws the cake in Nyla's face. Nyla can't see because there's cake in her face. So she goes to slug Thunder, but accidentally nails Vicky with a forearm. And then uh, Thunder and Nyla are brawling and stuff. And there's cake. And- I great nyla had a great one-liner here and i think nyla always has these quite funny closing lines because here she goes well jokes on you i love cake and (laughs) violence (laughs) yeah yeah she does have Uh, one-liners good ones so that match is happening at battle of the belts 
I mean, pretty weak build yeah. to this. This is very paint-by-numbers. I interrupt your celebration. I beat you up. I interrupt your chat backstage. Cake gets thrown in your face. But the match is Saturday, um, and we'll move on to a, a, a proper feud, I think, for Thunder Rosa after this. Um, but, yeah, could, Nyla's very hit and miss. I think she has had some really good David versus Goliath matches in this uh, in this company so uh we'll see I, I think thunder rosa i think this could be quite good between the two uh but can't say the feud is anything particularly original or interesting just cake cake just cake 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 and violence cake and violence we get a video package for our match friday live rampage the aew world title match page and cole uh this was a cool little video kind of hyping up this match a little sit down clips and stuff and cole saying after he lost he he couldn't even look at himself because he couldn't believe that he didn't become world champ but that's not going to happen at rampage the texas death match which i'm definitely interested in watching uh do you see a hangman retaining yes it would be a shocker if Cole did, but I just don't think it's uh, the right time. It's I, I could. The only reason I could see them putting it on Cole, well, there are a couple of arguments for it being on Cole. Is it if we're going with Punk, it makes that story a bit easier. It's babyface versus a heel. Also, I think Tony Khan is trying to make people realize that Rampage is an important show. He stacked it last week. This week is live. You've got a big title match. And it could be doing a title switch on it, being like, hey, you've got to watch this show because you could miss a, a big title change. Yeah. So I could totally see it going with Cole, um, but I'm still leaning more towards Hangman. Yeah, I think Hangman Punk is the next big big match that we can get to. I mean, Punk Cole would work too, so I'm not against any of those things. But I think Hangman... Uh, Retaining, But again, it would be a cool shocker and a kind of twist and change, but yeah. Um, and then also, I think I mentioned Gun Club, Combat Club, and then Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade for the Owen Qualifier. That's on the Rampage. Yeah, they also not, uh, mentioned for Battle of the Belts on Saturday, there's going to be the Ring of Honor World Championship between Jonathan Gresham and Dalton Castle. Yeah, and the boys, the OG boys. Yeah. The boys are back in town. Dalton, Ca- Who knew? Dalton Castle is all elite, kind of, sort of. And then I can't remember who she's against, but at some point in the next week, Vanessa Bourne, Daniel, yeah. Danielle Camella. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, Britt Baker's. So I was like, I recognize that hair. Yes. Vanessa Bourne. She, we, we, we talked about her a lot in... NXT, but now she's, I think, going by her real name, Daniela Camella, going up against Britt Baker in an Owen qualifier. But yeah, that's on Dynamite next week. Uh, and then we go to our main event here tonight, the, the match we all came to see here, the match we all wanted to see, the dream match, right? They'd never fought before, right? This is a, I don't think so. I, think I couldn't the, see any... I couldn't find any... Sign thing, but, that they'd fought. Well, the big dream match here, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe live on dynamite and well Samoa Joe comes out with his his music he's looking hype af and then we get Suzuki coming out with his music and you know the crowd is loving it everyone's singing along Every, the commentators are being quiet and then JR just keeps talking <laughs> oh, JR needs to go he was so bad this week you weren't a fan of 
JR? No, I'm not. I'm not. He just takes away from everything. I think I don't. I don't see him adding anything anymore. Unfortunately, I uh, I know he was which talking. Which is a shame because yeah. I was a big fan of JR, but um, he, yeah, just doesn't doesn't know. It's like this. We've already had in this written into story in AEW, uh, like Suzuki Gate with this this song being cut. From his entrance, like, you yeah. know it's the big right, thing, uh, and and yeah, just Jr. waffling on during this, probably about something Oklahoma uh, <laughs> football. You know, I don't know no. football, football. Yeah, it was weird. I, it's going on about Keith Lee's jacket still being on earlier in the night. It's like just come on. <laughs> yeah, because you could tell both X, X and Tony were like quiet because they know the, the the gimmick of the song and people and everything. But Jr. just like so this match. Is- be good who's this guy <laughs> i saw uh, i know uh buff bagwell's twitter is like he he's kind of coming out with some good takes yeah. uh surprisingly like he's <laughs> who knew uh really fit like finger on the pulse there buff bagwell he just tweeted out i really love excalibur and tony shivani on <laughs> damn damn buff it's like He's a WCW. How do you say guy. you don't like JR without saying you don't like JR? Yeah. Damn. I, I love JR, but I can totally see it uh, 100%. Well, we go to the dream match Samoa Joe, Suzuki, one on one, and the bell rings, and we knew what this was going to be as soon as the bell rang. And it's two men slapping the ever loving shit out of each other, and we all love it. Uh, just back and forth, chops and slaps. Non-stop here. Samoa Joe's chest starts getting red pretty early on. But Suzuki mm. Suzuki's chest gets red too. But it's Samoa Joe's like almost like his shoulder, his collarbone just looks starts looking like a rare piece of meat. It look it goes black. It goes purple. At one point. You, you know when you see people fighting Derby and like his face paint gets on, <laughs> on them. It looked like that. I was like, where's his face paint come from? Oh no, it's just bruising yeah i mean it's like burst blood vessels and all that shit yeah i mean samoa joe just looking like he's getting actually slapped just the piss out of by suzuki he strikes back there's back and forth for quite a while here when finally suzuki runs the ropes after he rocks joe but ends up getting a huge shoulder tackle the first time either of the men dropped to their feet in this match when Suzuki goes on the outside to regroup, Samoa Joe kind of goes to grab him through the ropes when Suzuki applies an arm triangle on Joe in the ropes, but breaks it after the four count here. They go to picture in picture when Samoa Joe and Suzuki are just still chopping and striking the hell out of each other all around ringside. We then get a series of submission holds. Suzuki goes for his choke when Joe gets out of it and starts applying his like arm shoulder submissions and, and cross faces. There's all sorts of different moves from Suzuki and Joe here exchanging submissions. So first they're slapping each other and now they're trying to make each other tap out. We get Joe's going to kill you chance loud from this New Orleans crowd. And then Suzuki is like in control and going for the pile driver when he lets go, steps away and yells, come on one more time, which the crowd just again erupt when they yet again go into another slap fight, a slap (laughs) duel here. Minoru Suzuki definitely inspired uh, the Oscars this year. Just nonstop slapping each other, striking each other, chopping each other. Holy shit. 
Finally, a drop kick from Suzuki drops Samoa Joe. He goes for his sleeper and then goes for the gotch style pile driver, but Samoa Joe is a lot bigger than Suzuki. He can't quite get it. He's got the hold around the leg, almost around the balls, and he can't quite lift him because Joe is too big. Joe overpowers him, gets the Suzuki in the corner, lifts him up after a struggle with Suzuki trying to fight him off. But Joe enzigiris him while he's on the top turnbuckle. We know where this is going. He hits the running muscle buster. Samoa Joe pins Minoru Suzuki to become the new ROH pure champion? TV champion? What title? TV. TV champion. ROH TV champion. That's what Samoa Joe is now. But wow. Yeah. A dream match come true. I don't know what it is that I just was just so stuck watching this. I was glued to my TV just watching two grown-ass men, two two like older grown-ass men just slapping the piss out of each other. And I just – I'm for it. I was so I for it. I'm hyped. Suzuki, <laughs> Suzuki, you know, is always up for it. Like yeah. he's always up for a fight. And I think the matches are so entertaining when the other guy is up for it as well. Just up for slapping the shit out of each other. Um, both their facials are so good uh, during the whole thing. Crowd just eating up everything. And probably actually for a man of Suzuki's age and for the injuries Samoa Joe has had, Probably quite a sensible match because I I don't think Samoa Joe took a single bump, did he? No, he took a few. Yeah, he took a few. Yeah, the drop. He took a drop like, kick. He got put in the sleeper in different submissions. He was dropped a few times. Yeah, but actual like back bump. What a drop kick? No, no, that was it. You know what I mean? Like it. Apart from yeah, your chest is going to be raw and hurt. I mean, like you said, but it was from dark. A, yeah, an actual uh, like both guys like Suzuki took the. Muscle Buster and Samojo took a drop kick, and that's pretty much it. That's the only toll on your body taking a like back bump or whatever. So actually, kind of sensible match, and just shows you don't need to do a whole lot to just um, get this crowd. Uh, I I really enjoyed this. This is pretty much exactly what I figured it would be, and didn't disappoint. Yeah, I mean, it was it was what it said on the tin. Like, you know what you're going to get out of these two, just slapping the hell out of each other. And you, you're you kind of right because, like, of course, there's so much different things in wrestling. There's there's the, the crazy high spots, lucha, you know, high dives and all this stuff. But these two are just known as two badasses who beat people up in their, in their gimmick for all these years in two different, like, worlds. And they've gone through different things. And then now finally – Getting to do it here, I thought it was just great. Tony Khan, just keep booking these crazy dream matches, please. Uh, book this match again. I mean, book Suzuki, book Suzuki all you want. Like, I like, actually, you know what? I like how they treat, like, kind of like a special thing. We got the Danielson one a, a, a few months back, and that was equally as awesome. So I, I'm loving this, like, dream match thing. Hey, Joe, you're right. Didn't have to take too many bumps and look the best he's looked in forever. It was probably like oh, a yeah. safe match other than his, his dog meat shoulder that he's got going on. I hope he's all right. But Suzuki definitely chopped him worse than he chopped him. Oh, yeah. Joe, I feel Joe's still in the WWE. You know, he's like, Oh, I was in WWE. You know, I was doing, I was, wasn't really wrestling like this. I was wearing ponchos, but now I'm getting slapped in the face for real. Like, he just wasn't wrestling. Yeah, he wasn't wrestling. Full stop, yeah. he wasn't wrestling. But I, I absolutely loved this. And again, it was just two guys barely leaving their feet, just slapping and chopping. But I was definitely super hyped for this. Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. Pro- de- definitely like a great episode of Dynamite. 
if you were to just yeah. stop it right here. <laughs> Because this, they're on the like. Aside from what we're, we'll get into, like aside from that, AEW has been on this great run. Honestly, every Wednesday, I am super entertained, and I feel like this is why I like watching this stuff. This is why I'm a, a wrestling fan. I, I love that you give gives me different feelings. You can groan when someone puts a cake in someone's face. You can, you know, be in awe of some crazy high spots and whatever you see in some of these matches. But you get a little bit of everything, and I th- I think AEW is definitely on this crazy hot run. This just this whole year since the pay-per-view since the pay-per-view before that honestly yeah i'm always entertained um the main event especially and that tag match with like swerve and lee and um hobbs and starks i really enjoyed uh no good episode and then this happened (laughs) so during the match i didn't really mention but sanjay dutt and jay lethal who said that they would be here to give a gift to Samoa Joe. So they've been ringside and they watched the whole match. I'm glad they didn't get interfered in the match, but they go around ringside and they interrupt Samoa Joe winning this title. And they say, Hey Joe, you know, great job becoming champ, but we got a gift for you. And they have, they hold the box up, but when they open the box, it's just Jay lethal with his, with his hand through a hole in the box with a middle finger. Step one, cut a hole in the box. Uh, so he get, he flips off Samoa Joe and then they laugh and Samoa Joe's just standing there like that was pretty lame. Uh, he wouldn't know what was to come. The lights go out. You hear the commentary being like, what's going on here in New Orleans? The lights have gone out here. We don't know what's happening. Again, it's New Orleans. The lights go out. There's instant like, oh, it's got to be. Bray Wyatt. The Louisiana Swamp. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. With the lights out, everything. The lights come back on. Who? I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. I was like, Uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh my God. That's Satnam Singh. At first, I'm like, yo, that guy is huge. He looked like the great Kali or something. I thought it was Sanger. Like, he's big. He was smart, big Indian man in a suit with his hair tied up. It looked like Sanger. So he attacks Samoa Joe, and then yeah, uh, I just was just uh, taken a bit aback that we had we're, we're getting an overrun of maybe ninety seconds on TBS, and it was just for these guys to stand over Samoa Joe laughing. Yeah, I was I was waiting for. I thought, okay, they're doing the double thing. You know, they're doing the they're debuting this guy, and everyone's gonna be like, what? Who? And be disappointed, and then you're going to bring in someone maybe for the save. But no, it was just uh, the show finished with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh Satnam standing Singh. over it. Yeah, sorry, just, biz- just bizarre. I mean, maybe in like basketball circles, this guy is a big deal. I, I don't know. Like, no idea. But yeah, I mean, if if this was. LeBron debuting at the end, <laughs> yeah. maybe I, I'd understand, but like, um, look, we've had how it's like there's certain things where AEW just don't really learn their lesson, and I I feel this is one of them. It's we mentioned at the top of the show. It's the lights off, light, lights on. It's it's very overdone in this company, and you're expecting a big big deal, and just think, I mean. I like Butcher and the Blade, but do you remember right at the beginning of the company, and that was way before you debuted like bigger names, but they did it with Butcher and the Blade, and everyone was like, who are these guys? 
butchering the blade okay they did it with dark order and it it always gets a negative reaction unless you're delivering and it being a big thing a bray wire yeah. a, a big name to to debut like that where everyone is going to lose their mind um like it worked with malachi black when he first debuted that was that was big people didn't know his contract was only 30 days and he'd only just left the company and he's he's a big star he was from the big company but Satnam Singh with sorry Jay Lethal you hired and you forgot you had in your company until about two weeks ago like we haven't seen this guy until very recently like, yeah it just it didn't feels, make sense it just felt a little budget the end it just felt weird like if you're gonna do Sanjay and Lethal attacking Joe two on one at least then you could have Suzuki save him set up a tag match or something but this just felt really random and really just forced and pushed and added in here for what reason i'm not quite sure i have no problem with trying to get a new star over and again this guy is huge we're not used to guys this kind of big there's only a few big big boys in aew not a problem debuting a new guy but this was the absolute wrong time i think you're doing the guy no favors either yeah like he's he's already off to a bad start through no fault of his own um and it also left the crowd like deflated leaving angry yeah. and feeling deflated after a really good show um just yeah bad bad move and especially with the the hype like oh don't stick around set your dvrs yeah don't go anywhere we've, we've got an overrun I, um, yeah just 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 really odd definitely like one of the biggest huh who in in a, like everything on this show i was like i was i was flying i was great and then they did this, and I was like, really? Did you need to do that? Because definitely put a little bit of a wet fart, a little bit of a stink on uh, on this. But yeah, it's, it got me laughing because I genuinely was like, I don't know who this is. Yeah. I, 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 I watch enough wrestling, and I don't know who this is. So <laughs> it's not like you're watching they, NXT level up, and it's like, oh, who's this guy? Who's they being? No, it's not like that. This is the end of aw tv they were told we're getting an overrun we have a dream match of joe and suzuki our mind is just like we've got all yeah. these free agents we have so many there. people we've seen in the last year like malachi black andrade cm punk brian danielson like all these names debut and then and this it's, guy it's like oh, some huh some basketball player i right. didn't even know if he was basketball no idea don't know yeah weird yeah he's not a wrestler like great as far as i'm, I'm so aware. excited he, well he is now um they also announced tony khan's gonna make another huge <laughs> announcement next week i love the announcements, this, announcements i i don't know but shall we speculate is there any point because it's just gonna be some i don't know no idea hockey player next week debuting yeah really odd but a big announcement from tony Tony Khan, is it to do with the it, Owen tournament? Could they be doing a show somewhere? They have a Ring of Honor thing. I have, I have no idea. Um, yeah, it could. Maybe it's have they landed a place for Ring of Honor for that to be? Could it be the streaming service? I know when Tony Khan said when um, when he made the announcement for the announcement, the announcement of Ring of Honor, he said he had like a lot of things on the go that were like a lot of deals going in place and. If he wasn't ready to announce the RH thing, he could have announced something else. So there were those rumors a while ago about the HBO Max deal. Maybe, mm. maybe that could be the thing. Uh, maybe it could be a, another big show that they're going to do. Uh, maybe out of the country, Europe or 
or Canada or something, maybe. Yeah, do a big do a big uh, arena show in the UK. Come to Toronto. For God's sake, come to Toronto, please. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I do think uh, they, they should work on some sort of streaming thing. I've said it on this show quite a few times, and I think today would be an, a great example of that. They need to utilize their – their YouTube does great numbers, but they need to utilize the – Full match. They need to put full match on their thing. Like they need to put full matches on their YouTube. Put Danielson versus Omega from Grand Slam in full, and like that'll help get new people to like keep watching. I, like it would it'll help. Like you talk to friends. Oh, what you, you watch? What I heard about this AEW. I was watching basketball, and it flashed. You know AEW. What's that all about? It's like go to their YouTube. Boom, get sucked right into it. But they they don't really have like a a streaming thing. I think right I think away. there's ways you can you can tie to your older stuff say like when you had that cody sammy tnt title ladder match yeah put up on youtube their original match the first match on AEW dynamite you know put that up there um like you got sky defending the title put up him winning the tag titles from the pay-per-view things exactly like that. there's yeah. ways and just have the Twitter be like, hey, this is up for free for a week or whatever. Yeah, honestly, because they have so many epic matches already three years deep. You could put cherry pick and put some best of. New Japan does it. WWE does it. And it works wonders for them. Uh, speaking of New Japan, maybe that's the announcement. Maybe it's uh, the whole thing. You hear about what? They're airing certain things on because of Minoru Suzuki on the show tonight. They were airing this on New Japan World or they're going to be. So I, so it's, yeah, now they've got uh, Dynamite and Rampage on New Japan World in, in Japan. So it's geo-blocked. But yeah, you can get your episodes wow. of it there because I guess it's got no home and, in Japan. And so. I mean, that seems like then this forbidden door, things with New Japan and AEW are going to be even more so. And I think there was a report that New Japan are now in a place where they can start sorting out visas for let's go uh, for foreign talent to go over. I mean, the G1 is going to be in the summer again this year, so maybe you know, is it back in the summer? Yeah, I heard that they moved it back to the okay. summer. So I mean, maybe we do get some of these AEW people over there. Put the whole Blackpool Combat Club in the G1, and you were and we're good. Absolutely, yeah, done. Yeah, like that would be the three that I would probably want to see in there. Uh, yeah, I, I heard that Shingo was doing commentary for this. For this week's Dynamite. And I saw Dax from FTR tweet, hey, someone tell Shingo, let's fucking go. So, yo, if we're like, are yeah, we dancing around like, with Shingo? Yeah, apparently Shingo was just singing Dax Howard's praises from his oh. hot tag. He was like, oh, that's, he's like, that's what US wrestling is? Oh, this, this guy is great. And <laughs> I, uh, so imagine Dax is just like, oh my God, like wrestling, loving life, yeah. getting that. Uh, another funny tweet though that I saw was from Wheeler Yuta who said, Hey, Okada, let me know that he's three months behind AEW, but he's catching up. So no one tell him. Because <laughs> he's still in chaos. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would that would be sweet. I mean, we just saw Minoru Suzuki against Joe here. Bring in, Sh I mean, Danielson Shingo is the match that needs to happen. Do that at Grand Slam. Do do any of these combinations. Danielson is the guy I want to see mix it up with. Dicky Bird in the chat is pointing out that Best of the Super Juniors is the next uh, big tournament in Japan. Oh, okay, cool. They're trying to get talent for. Yeah. So, I mean, I think. Um, Yuda? I think not just AEW, but I think uh, like a Blake Christian would be Blake good Christian. to do a, a best of the Super Juniors. Thinking of the, yeah, the cruiserweights in, in AEW. Sammy Guevara. Yes. Uh, I, I, Wheeler Yuta, honestly. But. Yeah, Yuta would be good. 
and you could have coverage like them sending him off like his uncles and dad yeah. sending him off he win to it. Japan. He should win it. To do the <laughs> win the, bat, the Super Juniors for sure. I would like to see some cross crossovers and if that this is like this looks like that could be something to do with this announcement and more new Japan stuff. Maybe he just says, Yeah, some people are gonna be in the G one. We're gonna have more crossover forbidden door stuff and hey, that sounds cool. Uh especially yeah. off like the the big wet fart of this episode is this debut of the guy nobody knows or really cares about. But I think the uh the match of Joe and Suzuki definitely lived up and I, I was I was super into this episode, and I thought it was a great watch. Love this show. Love yep. pro wrestling. It's weird Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to us or watching us on Twitch. We do this every week. Tuesday nights, we go live 10, 15 p.m. Eastern time to chat about NXT, and we do the same thing on Wednesday nights for BD Elite, chatting all about Dynamite. We keep we keep being like, yo, should we go back to YouTube? YouTube seems to be where uh, it's, it's popping off with the socials. I, I mentioned yesterday, I downloaded... Downloaded TikTok. I still don't know how to use it properly, but uh, we appreciate everyone hanging out with the Twitch chats, uh, whether it be Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And uh, we're working on something for Up Next Mania. Somehow, some way, we'll get back to you on the details of that. But again, follow us on the socials at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and join our Facebook page. There's also the Facebook group. Join that, and there's all sorts of fun and memes and all sorts of shenanigans going on there. But yeah, that's it. Uh, and of course, Patreon.com slash up next. So many podcasts, guys, and it's five bucks. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary of being a podcast duo, being best buds doing this. So, uh, hey, you want to get us a gift? Get yourself the gift. Five bucks, North American tier, and you get access to all these podcasts that we've done and put our blood, sweat, and tears into for you. We bleed, and that means we bleed. We bled together, so we can be a team and a family together. I don't know. I'm rambling now. That's it. I, I myself, Brayden Harrington. <laughs> Send it home. Go home. Go home. We got someone to debut. Uh, I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And who? I love cake and violence, bitch. <laughs> Ahoy. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. One one twenty three. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.